0: Boom podcast.
1: Boom podcast. Between you and me. Between you and me. All right. Me so sit back, son. Yeah, sit back. Get off
0: my mic. My mic is hot. Mm-hmm. So we, we started um last week with some I guess random questions. Yeah. Ask a boom. As as, ask titled. a boom. Okay, ask a boom. So we started with some ask a booms. How about that? Mm-hmm. And um and so we went through a series of questions and answers that different people had sent us.
1: Right, and I mean, I had fun doing it. I think it's pretty had cool fun too. It was cool. Yeah, nice yeah. hearing from
0: people. Yeah, it was nice hearing from people. Um, so that's that's just a a, a plug. I mean, if y'all want to send in some more questions, yeah, we're always
1: not, open to answer questions. You know, any topics? Yeah, anything. any questions
0: or topics, or if you want to come on and, and and talk to a bomb, we can hey talk now. to you too. So, but um, we're gonna try to finish this list off because mm-hmm. we had a kind of ex- extensive list, and so this is gonna, part two. Part two, we're gonna try to finish this list off. All right, so the first question or the next question is. How can you project if your business idea will be profitable? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh my, yeah. How about you? How you? How you to answer it. Yeah, I want you to answer. It, since you got your own business.
1: All right. So through experience. Experience. And also just from hearing from different people, because I watch a lot of, um, of course, I I talk about interviews a lot on the show podcast and all that type of stuff that I listen to and i I've listened and watched a lot of people that are entrepreneurs or people that own businesses, and the way that people I often hear it put is if you see a need and you can fulfill that need, so if you're starting a business, you see uh, um what's the word like it, it's a really solid need like it's something that really there really is a need for it mm-hmm. and not something that you're just making up in your head that you feel maybe possibly, but like no, if you're going out every day and you see like there's a problem, and there needs to be a solution, and your business is solving. Like your business is that solution, then I think that's a good marker of knowing whether or not it can be successful. Okay, I I, um, can, I can I can deal with that. I can deal with that.
0: Um, I'm gonna add to that. Um, it, it's a, a, a something I used to keep on my board. Um, problem is what you said. Right. Problem pain because problems call pain. Right. Cause pain. Right. There's a prescription, right? So mm-hmm. you find a prescription, then you provide the proof, and <laughs> then people make the purchase. Yeah. Right? And so it's sort of along the same lines that you said, but that like if you just look at it from the perspective of having five Ps. And so for the five Ps, like if you if you can identify um a problem, mm-hmm. right? And then when you identify the problem, in or when you when you see the problem, identify the pain what's causing the problem, the pain that causes the problem, right? And then you develop a prescription for right. that pain, because people will pay for a prescription for the pain. But once you develop a pre- prescription, you're gonna have to prove that your prescription works better than anybody else's right. prescription, at least for that pain. And yeah. then people will make a purchase. And so I think that's a great uh, formula. For yeah. That. So if, 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 if I'll just use that as um, how can you project if your business idea will be profitable? Um, in order for it to be profitable, you got to first of all identify the problem, then see where the pain is coming from develop a prescription for that pain, offer proof that your prescription works, and then people will make the purchase, and I think that'll get you the problem. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's cool. That's a good answer. All right, good, good. Rolling light on. Can hey, <laughs> you remember that quote real quick? I could if you'd like me to. Yes, I would. All right, I'm going to do it for you. All right, um, is it done? No. That's no, like cool. All right, it's cool. It's just, right. it's just like that. That's fine. Yeah, it's just like that. All right, so cool. So the next question you're just trying to get away from, <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> when do you know that you are ready for marriage? When do you know that you're ready for marriage? You gotta know that you're ready for a girlfriend it's first, but I was just, yeah, good. It's
1: ahead. funny, the difference is, we're actually recording this one on a different day, and so before when we did the first questions, it was closer to the time where we had compiled the list and organized it and all that, and so now it's kind of more of a, oh, I don't remember seeing this one type thing. And so my immediate response to it was, it reminded me of a podcast we did before. What was the name of that podcast? It might have been "What Makes a Man" or something like okay. that. Okay, but just talking about how people, or at least men, get married when they feel, and I can't remember the word. Oh yeah, yeah. What was it, the yeah. word?
0: Um. Oh man, hold on. So men get married.
1: <sighs> it's, it's. I
0: don't remember, man. It I was.
1: I can't was, remember for the life of me. It it's like when you feel comfort, when you feel consistency, when you feel what's the word? I can't think of the word. Yeah, man, you it's the perfect
0: now. word. It was, it was.
1: Um, but basically, when you feel stable, I think is stability. stability. Stability, that was it. That was ah, it. That was it. it was stability. Yeah, we do this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, so yeah, the word was stability. I think a good mark for knowing for one is just. I think it almost comes to like two different parts, maybe more parts of it. But you need to know that you're ready within the relationship and then ready within your life for something as large as marriage. Um, Marriage is not only a relational thing, but it's a um, financial thing, and all kinds of other things. And so I feel like when you're talking. Honestly, it's kind of stability throughout the whole thing. When you talk talking relationship, it's like: Do I, this? Does this person make me feel stable? Do we work well together? Do our lives intertwine in a good way that we can project that we'll be able to work this out for the foreseeable future? This is something that's worth investing into the point of marriage. And then you got a look on got, your face. I got, I
0: got a thousand thoughts going through my head. Go ahead. Now yours
1: is a little different.
0: I, I, it, it, it could. It could not be. It's yeah. just a thousand thoughts running through my head.
1: And then I would say. And now getting to the whole the marriage the actual the documents the financial and all of that i feel like that is uh, um taking a look at your situation as the two of y'all um what does our situation look like can we afford a wedding right now all of the, these type of things because at the end of the day a relationship is a relationship and the marriage is not the 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 make or break of that relationship you can be in a relationship knowing that you're going to get married but knowing that you're also not in the perfect place life-wise financially and all of that to get married right now and so i think it just when it's a combination of you know you have that stability of relationship and stability of life that's a good time to get married okay all right. well, what is your answer, sir? I don't know. With your, I, I don't know. There, I don't know because like I just, so
0: so I was thinking like, will you ever know if you're ready? Was my thought, right? I feel that. And so it's like, so I think I think in most cases or in a lot of cases, um, the decision to get married is an emotional decision,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and emotional decisions. Whereby emotional decisions are great. Um, emotional decisions aren't always long lasting. Right. Right. And so that that was the thought that went through my head, and then. And and then I was thinking, um, marriage is a marathon and not a sprint. Right. Okay. And so when you when you decide to get married, whatever, whether it's an emotional decision, you like you yeah, have something to
1: say. So I feel like when like especially when you're talking about it in that way, it's easy to have the feeling, it's easy to feel like you want to get married. It's yeah. harder to know that you're ready to get married. Right, right. Right, well, because you can feel like you want to be married right now, but in relationships and in marriage, you don't always feel like being married, you, and, and, and and so you kind of have to think about it through the real lens talk, of real talk. Like, really, that's why stability is such a big word. Can we be stable together throughout right. any of this? Right, and so it's it's. Are you? Do you? You? Yeah. Sometimes you have to kind of through all of your emotion, all that. I feel good right now, but now we have to. When we're looking about going to this next step, which is such a huge step, I want to lay out. Try to lay up like this logic side and these these data points and all of that, um and kind of almost try to make that stand on its own. Even though I kind of have a bias, sometimes you might need to talk to someone else. And I, and I think you got to make the decision
0: and make the decision stick with it. I mean, mm-hmm. like one of my mantras is "I'm a man of my word, even if it costs me personal." Right. Right. And so my thing is, like, is there a V one? Right. Is there a V one? It be. could be. It could be. Mm-hmm. It might not be the one you are with. Right. It might not be the one you decide to but marry. When decision, but when you make the decision, it's a decision of integrity. You, you, it's a decision of integrity. You got to stick with it. And my thing is, if you understand, again, like I was about to say, marriage is a marathon and not a sprint. Right. If you understand that you're going to have bad days, but you can have more good days than bad days, right? right? Uh, it's funny. I, I just saw this thing today. Um, and it was this guy, he was saying he wanted to commit suicide, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and suicide is a real, a real, real situation. And it's a real bad thing for guys because we get depressed and we don't talk about it. Right. But that's not one of our questions. But this was talking about it. But the guy asked him, Had it, "Did he play video games when he was growing up?" And he said, "Yeah." He said, "What video games did he play?" He said, "Super Mario Brothers." He said, "Super Mario Brothers." And so he started talking about when Super Mario Brothers, like there were many times where, he, where Super Mario Brothers hit the brick wall. There are many mm-hmm. times when Super Mario Brothers fell down. Right? Yeah. Did you quit, or did you try to keep going until you won the game? Right. And so the the the, the, the object of what he was trying to say was like in life we're going to hit brick walls we're going to fall down we're going to get disappointed but, don't but we quit. don't quit
1: keep going right
0: it's i mean you know it, it, when, we, when we're playing video games when we're playing the other games we don't quit turn around and go home we keep playing until we win we even like i know i've seen you we watch video tutorials on how to win the game yeah, you know you, what i'm saying you get into the i mean you got you got people right. that even go and buy cheat code books and that kind of stuff right and so that's my thing about marriage it's like when you decide that you want to get into the game, whatever decision you made right. to get into the game, do whatever you have to do to win at your marriage, at that marriage that you made the decision.
1: To are you going to get do what it takes to get through it? Or are you going to do what it takes to get through those bad times to the better times and like really build a strong foundation? And also, is that other person going to do right. the same thing? Are you right. both equally invested? Right. Good so, marker.
0: All right, cool. Good cool. answer, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it.
1: Good answer.
0: So how do you leave a toxic relationship when you're madly in love? Oh, it's lower than I thought. I put it. All right, go ahead. All right. How do you leave a toxic relationship when you're madly in love? I can't tell you because I've never been in one, right? Uh, but I mean, I, I, I really can't. I mean, I'll say seek help. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. Seek help. You know what I'm saying? Because I I, I can imagine that being in a toxic relationship, um, people have been beat down so bad emotionally mm-hmm. that it's hard. It's almost like, and and this is gonna be a real bad analogy, but I'm gonna use it nonetheless. They talk about like elephants, right? When elephants are babies. They put shackles around their legs and they tie them to a stump. These are circus elephants, by the way. And they put they put shackles around their leg and they tie them to a stump. Okay. And so for- they condition them to having this this chain around this uh, this chain around their leg and they can't mm-hmm. go anywhere. And so by by the time you know they get a little older, they it take the chain off. Late. They don't even have to take. They don't have to need the chain anymore because they've been conditioned that they can't go anywhere. And mm-hmm. that's what I imagine an abusive relationship is like. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you've been so conditioned that you can't do any better than the person you're with. Right. And they beat you down so bad emotionally because they knew that they had the upper hand. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, all I can say, for, in that situation, you can seek help. Is please seek help because um, you're better than that situation. I will tell you that. Yeah. I mean, everybody, everybody has somebody that loves them. Everybody has somebody that loves them. And so if you're in a relationship, you got to, first of all, you need to recognize the first time it happens. Right. The first time somebody tries to devalue you, because when they try to devalue you the first time or when they put their hands on you the first time, it's a test.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a test. And so don't let it come a second time.
1: Right.
0: If it happens the first time, if you stay, the the moment it happens the next time, walk away. Mm-hmm. Like, just like, look, I, you, you know, say, are you, I, saw it, I, I saw it the first time. I thought it was an anomaly. Mm-hmm. No, we're not going to do this again. Because honestly, that's not love. Right. That's not love. Um, it's control. right? And there's no love side to that control.
1: Yes. Um, and I want to kind of even talk about, because you talked about toxic as far as even going to the extreme of abusive and all that, but even, like, there's other kinds of, I guess, toxic relationships, and it might not be, the sign might not be them putting their hands on you or things like that. It might be how they speak to you, or, like, it It can be a variety of different things. How do they treat other people Um like people that you're, other people that you're in relationship with, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's a, many different markers, many different signs of kind of this isn't really the best situation for you to be in. And I think it takes, um, you always kind of have to have your eyes open uh, because relationships are a thing of emotion. And so it's easy to get locked in emotion and not really pay attention right. to things. Um, and so it takes, you You really have to force yourself to keep your eyes open to make sure that you're noticing any red flags, any signs, that type of thing. And when you're in that stage, when it's early on, it's easier to separate from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know as humans, we, ha- we do this thing where, I don't know, we, we understand being content for right now or we understand the location where we're at right now. And we fear the uncertainty of the future. And just understanding that if you feel bad, there's a better feeling out there. Yes, yes. Um, if you feel bad you're not locked into that feeling it's not true that you can't find somebody else it 's not true that there 's not anybody better for you um even I would liken it to like if you feel like the bad times are bad, the good times are good, but the situation is something that seems iffy about the situation. know that if you leave this situation, the good times that you feel will be better somewhere else because there's better out there for you true that true that, and sometimes it takes definitely getting help. But at a certain point, it makes it takes taking that leap. You, you kind of have to commit and do it. Right, right. So if you gotta block them people, block them. Block them. Don't block unblock. Em. Don't be toxic to yourself. Don't be doing the blocking unblocking thing. You know. Yeah, yeah. And Mustache. it's One
0: more thing, I'm gonna drop on you because it's it's funny. And and um, toxicity comes from this hurting people hurt people. Yeah, hurting people hurt people. And so there there's something innately wrong with or something something wrong with the person. That's causing the toxic that needs to, they need to seek help as well. So I'll mm-hmm. say that. Um, the next one says, How is dating in, <laughs> this was one somebody told me to ask you, I guess. All right. How is dating in your generation versus dating in my generation? So you want me to answer first? Yeah, tell me how dating is in your generation.
1: No. Well, cause I was gonna say, I mean, you're the only person that's been in both generations, so you can kind of see the difference.
0: Yeah, but if you could tell me what dating is like in your yeah. generation, I'd be like, nah, man, we ain't do that crap.
1: So, I feel like it's getting rough out here. It's rough out here. It's getting rough out here. Um, just because not even just on relationship things, but just the the paradigms of our society at this point. Um, we're a lot of for instant grits people. If that makes sense. For instant grits, okay All right. So let me let me break it down for y'all. Um so basically everybody wants everything right now. Yeah. And all the time. Um Like, we have, everything's just about, hey, it's all about right now. I don't want to, like, streaming, for one. Streaming, the big upside to streaming, there's no commercials. Right. There's no waiting for the benefit. Right. And everything that we do, and then we have, like, like dating apps and all that. It's all about, all right, swipe right, swipe left. Like, just scrolling through people like it's nothing. It's just a means to. Devalued people. Yeah, it's a means to me feeling what I want to feel right at this moment. And so I feel like a lot of that, the instant grits situation or the Incredible. thing that we're searching for makes it harder for us to develop real relationships and for us to kind of have that mindset of things could be uncomfortable right now. Just like with relationships, there's bad times in relationships, there's good times in relationships. And because everybody's so instant grits, every I want them to feel good right now and all the time it's kind of that foundation can be weak and all right this person's not doing it for me right now I'm just immediately gonna go get somebody else and so I feel like that's um that might be something that is a little bit different or a little bit worse now but other than that I would say kind of everything's the same under the sun um like our our problems are probably the same but just different based on like technology or different things like that So nothing new under the sun. I'm
0: going to go somewhere different only because I agree with you. Okay. Right. So I'm going to go somewhere different so we can give you another perspective. Um, There are no real pictures of Prince charming anymore. There are no real pictures of Prince charming anymore. There are no real pictures of Cinderella anymore or Mm -hmm. whoever your, 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 your queen is. Um, Because like in my generation, first of all, um, there are a lot of long-standing marriages. Right, a lot. and even even even, I'm, and I won't even talk about the quality of those marriages because it's not even about the quality of the marriage. But people it was, stuck it through. Yeah, people stuck it through, even though they had issues. But you saw it in the community a lot, right. um, and so that's a that's a that's a, a picture of Prince Charming and right. you know Cinderella. Um, there are no real pictures of that anymore. Like. I, there, the same. There is nothing new under the sun, like you say. And so, some of the same stuff that is going on now um, was going, going on, on forever, then. But it. a lot. Of, but a lot of times in my day, it was
1: undercover. Right. Right. That makes sense. And so,
0: it wasn't in your face, and so it wasn't a poster or a picture for us to ascribe to. We could and see everything. Now. You could see everything now. And so, um, in relationships, um, we we were trying to get to that Prince Charming. We was trying to get to that, and I, I wish I had somebody other than Cinderella, but I just keep doing that Cinderella. We was trying to get to that person. And so we took our time trying to get there. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we 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 didn't we didn't have as a mindset, I can go through 15 or 20 of them before I get to the one. Right. Right. Um yeah, because, because
1: especially with how flat the world is. Yeah, now. the
0: world is flat now. I mean, like, shoot, if you don't like somebody in your town, you can talk to somebody in the town over. Mm-hmm. If you don't like somebody in that town, you can talk to somebody. You know, we had to go out of town to meet somebody out of town. Right. It wasn't it wasn't that easy for us. And so um we 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 dealt with what we had around us. And and and, and that not necessarily a, a bad thing because even when you If there was nobody in your town that you met that really did it for you, and you got out of town and you met somebody that suited your fancy, you knew, oh man, this is somebody that I've been looking for. Right. Right. But right now, I mean, access to everything. You got. You got. First first of all, you got access to everything, and everything you have access to is not real. Right. And so you have so many people that are not authentic that you're falling in love with shadows of people, Mm -hmm. or falling in light with shadows of people, and then when you find out who they truly are. Now I'm gonna hurry up and get out of this and swipe left or swipe right. right. And so um I'd say that's one of the major differences in our our generations. Mm-hmm. Um uh, there is nothing to understand. So we do go through the same things. It's just the, at the rate, the rate at which you with, which you all are accustomed to discarding things. Yeah. And um because everything is out in the open, you all send representatives of yourself to relationships as opposed to sending yourself to relationships. Real talk. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. All right. Cool. Um, what are your
1: thoughts on pornography? That's on pornography. Yeah. Um, well, I would say my first thought is there's women out here. Yeah. Is my first thought. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've definitely heard, uh, um, What's the word like conversations that people talk about, even with the last question we were talking about, and how pornography is detrimental to that relationship mindset mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because, like you said, everything's out here but they're not real, right? Even that same thing. So, I feel like it could be really detrimental to you seeing um, a relationship. Everything's about, all right, let's get to the act right now, and really, even in society, we're very heavily. Let's get to the act right now in general as well. So I feel like pornography could be more negative reinforcement. True for that. True. I, you know, I'm
0: and this, I'm. I, I, you know, I like to be real, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, like, I like to be real. I don't know if I ever shared this story with you, but I, I, I had a, um, experience with pornography, right? Mm-hmm. Experience, not about experience. And this was when I was in high school, and um, it was me and it was um some of my my tight boys. We were at one of my um tight boy's house and we were playing cards, right? And um, it's one of these days when we were out of school, you know, one of these school holidays or whatever, everybody's parents are at work. And so we sitting out, we playing cards, and then one of the dudes turned on some pornography. And so we sitting there playing cards and watching pornography. And then all of a sudden, everybody got the same idea. We need to find somebody to do this with, Mm -hmm. right? Which is typically what pornography is for. And the problem was we could not find anybody. And, I mean, not, like, all of us looking for the same one person. Like, everybody was looking for somebody different. You know what I'm saying? But, like, it was nobody to be found. And Mm -hmm. so, for me, I walked away from that experience saying, I don't want to put myself in a predicament where um, I've just watched something on TV. and It
1: It kind of makes you a fiend for it.
0: Right, it makes you a fiend for it. And I guess, you know, that's interesting because that's how I've run my life really? and that's how I've actually raised you. Like, if there's something that there is a, a, a an, if there's an opportunity that you will become a fiend for something, I always try to stay away from it and I try to keep you away mm-hmm. from it. And pornography is no different. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, because of that experience in high school, I've never wanted to have anything to do with pornography. I mean, none, none of the magazines, the movies or nothing. I mean, I just leave it on Strip clubs, I've never been a strip club person. As a matter of fact, I can promise you, I've I've never been in a strip club in my life. In my life. I've had boys that went, but I've never wanted to go, and never had a desire to go. So yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm. Just getting to do it. Okay, I read it. Uh, So our next question is, how do you think society will be post-corona uh, then they, they have in parentheses, cause the government already having problems with masks.
0: The government already having problems with masks. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that.
1: So basically, from my understanding, cause I know who sent this question in. Okay. The government's already having problems enforcing masks. Okay, okay. So how are we gonna be, because obviously, well I feel like it's obvious, Life's never going to be the same. It's no. not going to be back to the way no. before. It'll be a new normal, but it, it won't will just be back to normal, air quotes. And so, how do we, like, after Corona, we get through that, we get to the better side of that? How will we be with like the new things are enforced? Will people be going along with that? Like, what would what could the new normal look like? I think the, the question is.
0: So so, there's this saying. Um, I had a, I got a friend that says this: pressure bust a pipe. Mm-hmm. Pressure bust a pipe. And I think we're under immense pressure during Corona, Right. and the one thing that we're finding out about ourselves and finding out about our society is that we're self-centered.
1: Right?
0: Um, we're self-centered. Um, the one positive thing that I think comes out of Corona is um, OCDism. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, people becoming more cleanly. You know, uh, I mean, yeah, that, yeah. that's 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 one thing. Um,
1: it don't smell as bad. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think I think that it's gonna do. Uh, it's gonna go a, a long way in like. I mean, just say, for instance, hotels, right? I remember people doing documentaries on hotels where you go in the hotel and they don't really clean the rooms. You know what right. I'm saying? But now but, you got to do all oh, that. Oh, but now you got to do all of that. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, you going... Really how it should have been before. Yeah, which but. is how it should have been before. Like, we're going above and beyond to clean stuff now, mm-hmm. which is a great thing. That's a great thing. Um, I think I think we need to start examining ourselves as a culture because um, we only can exist... like. We can only exist if others exist. Right. Like, I mean, you see these zombie movies where, like, we're the last people on earth and we're miserable. Like Will Will Smith and I Am Legend. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, yeah. he end up talking to the dummies and stuff. You know, it's like that's not that's not a good way to be. And so, um, post COVID, I think we're gonna be more cleanly i think people are going to start respecting people's personal space a lot more because there was a time we got to a place where i mean you, people didn't respect your personal space they all up on your neck you know right. and stuff when you're you know in restaurants or talking and that kind of stuff and i think that's going to be to be, gonna be more cognizant so you think of things that.
1: like that are going to linger huh you think things like that are going oh, to I'm, I'm
0: pretty sure things like that are going to linger yes because mm-hmm. i mean because people are gonna be afraid i mean people
1: are gonna be afraid i mean they're gonna,
0: it's gonna get to a point where like now people get numb to, to coronavirus but I still think that they so subset, because you got people that are coming up that are younger than you that are growing up in and this environment, and that's, yeah. right. and that's all they're going to know. And that's all they're going to know, and that's what they're going to ascribe to. I do think, unfortunately, that we have an inevitable divide in our culture um, based on coronavirus, because you got you know, people that believe and the people that don't believe. And I think that those two camps are only going to become more and more entrenched. Go ahead.
1: Uh, it's funny. I was seeing, I saw something, well, I've just been seeing things in general, of people talking about how big of an impact this is going to have in the, this next generation, this generation that's growing up in this time, mm-hmm. the the babies that were born during this time, or like the toddlers that before they even got to go to school, now they're doing like the school online stuff like that. Yes, how big of an impact that's going to have because us, like my generation, as an extension of the generation after your generation, even in general, we're way less social right as far as interaction in person all that kind of thing mm-hmm. and just think about how even like farther that's going to push the envelope yeah. of isolationism well, yeah yes 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 like, for the
0: generation for the generation who for the generation who's coming up and that's mm-hmm. all they know
1: right um. but like for us it'll probably be the it probably be the generation after directly after us mm-hmm. more so where it's going to be like all right so we've been trapped we we couldn't go out now they're going to be fiending for social interaction. social interaction yeah we're going to have yeah. like you're going to have that um, generation. You're going to have that kind of um, feeling in society. But then those people that, like, even breaking it down to three, for us, it's going to be, we want to be social, but we're a little bit, kind of iffy about being social because we kind of have, we were able to have this first-hand experience right, with what understanding truly what's going on. Yeah, And then after us, they're gonna know that we were doing things before and then it just got shut down and now I just want to do that. I don't really understand exactly what was going on in that type of mindset. And then you have those that weren't privy to how things were before corona fully and so they know it as the norm and i think that's just going to be an interesting dynamic to see in general yeah with these kind of three mindsets warring with each other so we don't know we'll see yeah we'll see
0: um man, we got quite a few more let's see do you think it'll be higher emphasis on other things in the future like following laws mandates, oh, So this is like an extension of that democracy.
1: question. Yeah,
0: yeah. That, and, and I, I guess that's where I was going with the whole divide. divide right. Um, because unfortunately, um, you have some people who just don't believe what we're going through is true. I mean, when, when coronavirus first hit and you started to, talking about people with 5G and they were saying that it was 5G oh, that yeah. was causing people to be sick. Um, then you know people reading the side of lysol cans and saying COVID existed 20 years ago while we just you know mm-hmm. I, you know some people I mean just gonna follow follow conspiracy theories down the ra- rabbit hole um, and so um, and 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 those people are going to look at laws like I, I was listening to a news station today and they were talking about one of the lawmakers and um, they were saying that this particular lawmaker came out on Twitter and was saying that the government ought to pay people. The radio said it was the government ought to pay people to stay home. Um, and I'm pretty sure that wasn't the spirit in which the lawmaker made it. I've right. said it. The thing is, we don't want to go back into a government. Sh- I mean, we don't want to go back into a mandated shutdown, but something needs to take place. I mean,
1: something got to something, something something give. Gotta, something yeah. got to give. And
0: so basically what this lawmaker was saying was if you want people to um, participate in um, voluntarily staying home, you have to make it. So they can voluntarily stay home. Sure,
1: they can actually exist in that way.
0: Right. And so, um, but, but this this other news station, the way they were villainizing it was, it was like, oh, they just want to pay people to stay. And they went as far as to say, and I, you know, it's, it, it, it got me because they went as far as to say that they are destroying people's work ethic. And when they said it, I was thinking, but if the people got work ethic, yeah, I agree. this ain't going to destroy it. You know what I'm saying? It may... It may keep people from building the work ethic, but it ain't right. gonna destroy somebody's work ethic because if you gotta work, I mean, people that wanna work, want to work. And they work it ain't on. like they wanna stay home. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like they wanna go. And they find something to work on. And they find, Yeah, right. And so it's like, like for me, like I'm accustomed to travel. Like, right. I mean, the airport was my thing. And I haven't been able to travel. It doesn't, I mean, it ain't destroy my work ethic because guess what, as soon as I'm able to travel again, I'm back on the road again, right? right? Not, not that the government paying me to stay home, other right. than what they, you know, but. I mean, but I'm just saying, I don't think this is destroying our work ethic, and so I just think it's going to cause people to be more entrenched in whatever camp that they're in. Right. Um, if they don't believe COVID is real, and and you know that kind of stuff, and like it's manufactured by the government to control people's mind, they're gonna buck the laws and everything.
1: And honestly, just in general, because we've been talking about the future, we really don't know what the future holds. Right. This is so different. Just thinking about this year, this is a monumental year for history. A lot has happened this year. This is going to be, this is one of those, like, when you read textbooks and, like, the final moments, like the Great Depression. 2020, Like, World War II. Like, those big things. 2020 is going to be one of those things. And we're living through history. Everything happened in 2020. And so this is just kind of, like, a life-altering, life-changing event that we're all collectively going through. So, just seeing how things go for here will be very interesting, I think. I agree. Next question. It's for you. Yeah, it was more for me. Um, This one says, do you think that when you go back to Hampton, you'll act different knowing it's your last year and you've missed a whole year? You know, it depends. Well, yes and no. It depends on, for one, the whole situation with COVID. Because um, I know they talk about the vaccines and all that, but even with everybody getting vaccinated and all that type of thing, I'm still I think that wariness will linger mm-hmm. for for quite a bit for not only me, but even other people. Uh, I definitely think there'll be more of an appreciation for myself for the things that kind of took advantage of then because it was just a part of color's life. And now I'm sitting here. I missed because I'm not going back to school next semester either. So I'm going to have missed three semesters of school mm-hmm. because of covid. And so, just knowing, dang, I missed three semesters. Now I'm at the last two semesters of school. Everything, like even relationships with people, and like things that are that only really exist in a college atmosphere. Um, those things will be much less taken advantage of. Um, and even with the time, like this is college, is such a almost like a different time in life. It's a, a microcosm of life, but it's almost like a subset, like the culture of college is different mm-hmm. than the culture of life or the culture of high school and so just taking time to really appreciate the culture of college before I'm out of it forever so i feel like i'll definitely be kind of kind of pressed to to take advantage of everything
0: um i'm i'm, I'm gonna throw something out there you know? and right. i mean i and and, and what i'm about to say i don't want to take away from what you're saying cuz i agree with what you're saying mm-hmm. because like once you graduate from college you're not going to be able to reclaim that time it's it's right. done um, my issue, and not with you and what you're saying, but one of my one of my fears because I work with college students. Right. One of my fears is that not you won't try to take advantage of your senior year, mm-hmm. but that you'll try to make your senior year your junior year and your sophomore your second half of your sophomore year, right?
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, because um, so
1: you won't treat senior year like senior year. You treat senior year like freshman year, really?
0: Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that is. Um, you can't roll back the clock. You miss that time.
1: Yeah.
0: And your senior year in college is transition time. Yeah. Like, really, I mean, because you used to always complain about, man, you never see upperclassmen on campus.
1: Right. Right?
0: Because upperclassmen is about that business. Right. They're about as doing a, as a
1: freshman, it's like, you don't even see nobody out here. Right.
0: And so the thing is, yeah, I want everybody who's listening to me, I want you to enjoy your time when you get back on campus, but also understand that you're still in transition because, you know, you want to get your classwork because you want to mm-hmm. graduate. And you can't graduate with the same mindset as if you were right. in your junior and your sophomore and year.
1: And this is it's really just going to be rough. because I feel like campuses are going to be kind of crazy, kind of wild. Because I was just talking to somebody maybe yesterday, the day before that. We're, I think it was yesterday. We're basically going to have two like two classes of freshmen. Right. Because right. we have the freshmen that just went through this year and they haven't an experienced... Right. Yep. yep. They haven't experienced life on campus. And then we're going to have... Another class after that, who hasn't experienced life on campus for one, but also they're coming off the tail end of missing their senior year of high school. Yes, and they're yeah. going to be trying to reclaim that time. And then, of course, us like, dang, this is our last hurrah, all this type of stuff. So all of this energy is going to be coming in and boosting each other. Yeah, like, yeah. Be it, careful. It might be wild. Be careful. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, what skills slash focuses do you think are most crucial to having a happy slash content life? That's a good question.
0: What skills, focuses do you think are most crucial to having a habit?
1: Don't sweat the small stuff.
0: Know your why, man. Know your why. Oh,
1: I mean, you can say that, man. Oh yeah, you can say don't sweat the small stuff. I mean, but if you- Just want, put it, that over my thing. No, oh, I'm I sorry. Mean, that is the ultimate Don't answer. sweat the small
0: stuff. Yeah. yeah. yeah don't let stuff nah, get you riled nah, up. yeah forget what I yeah. said. That don't matter.
1: <laughs> yeah, know <laughs> why you here. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what
0: the answer is. Uh, no, but seriously, I mean, my thing is because um, you don't want to get caught up in a competition. Right. Right? If you're talking about being content, content, you don't want to get caught up in a competition with outside people. Right. You want to get caught up in a competition with yourself. Mm-hmm. And so in order to get caught up in a competition with yourself, you have to know your recipe. You know, 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 know what you are made up of and spend a lot of time really really understanding what your makeup is and perfecting your makeup and then re- realizing why you were made that way and what, what contribution you came to give and then be about perfecting your recipe, and giving your contribution. Um, I think that that's...
1: Um, the answer, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, All right. <laughs> Um, Yeah, just, um, especially with the time like this, get to know yourself. Life moves so fast, we don't get to know ourselves. If you get to know yourself, know yeah, just be, really be reflective. These are my goals. This is what I feel like I'm here to do. All of that and being happy and being yourself and content with who you are as a person. And you're not trying to compete with other people. You know what's minus for me. I'm going to get that thing. They can go and get this thing and that looks like that and this looks like that. But what I'm doing is going to look like this. I think that that's how you build that, um, that happiness, that feeling of content.
0: Yeah. Know yourself until yes. your own self be true. Yes. All right, cool. So we got two more, man. We're going to try to get them in. Yo. When do you know it's time to separate yourself from people close to you in pursuit of making yourself better?
1: So. It's kind of, um. you have something to say? I do, but go ahead. I was going to say, that, that, that even kind of comes down to a certain extent, like the question we answered about toxic relationships.
0: Mm. I, I, that was the first thing I thought, and then I went somewhere else. But go right.
1: ahead. So, and the point that I'm pulling from that is, sometimes you just have to make the decision. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I think, like, seeing the signs is easy, but acting upon the signs is harder. And so, like, you'll see the signs where it's like, okay, we're not meant to have all relationships all the time. Right. Some people are supposed right. to be in our lives for a time such as this. A, a season, a reason, a season. and a lifetime. Yeah. And so, sometimes you can you can feel that dynamic shifting and I feel like it's easy to get caught up trying to claim that. Mm-hmm. We're really big people of reclaiming time, reclaiming mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you don't really want to let that go for fear of you don't know if I'm ever going to have another relationship like that or different kinds of things. And really it's just, if you recognize it and it's like, this could be to my detriment, sometimes you just got to make that decision. It doesn't mean you have to completely cut somebody off from your life, but maybe this is the person that now... I just do this thing with them, right, right. Or I just see them in this situation, but not make them that whole life situation.
0: I'll say say goodbye, but don't say goodbye for say, say, no. It's not goodbye. It's goodbye for now. Right. It's not goodbye. It's just goodbye for now. Uh, my thing is, um, you have to be about your business again. Just, we were just talking about that whole, you know, understanding what your why is and and being about your why, and and sometimes people run um, different from us. Um, and, and, and I can tell you, like, my best friend, I, I'll tell people, man, my best friend, me and my best friend, we grew up together, like, we was tight. I mean, just tight, tight. Um, after college, we went in two different directions. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we, we, we talked once a year or so, um, but we went in different directions. And then 20 years later, 15 years later, we reconnected. Right. And so now we talk maybe three, four, five times a month. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it took him going his direction and perfecting his thing, mm-hmm. me going my direction and perfecting my thing without either one of us overshadowing mm-hmm. each you other. could come back in harmony. Then we could come back in harmony because if we would've stayed together, either I would've pushed more toward his side mm-hmm. or he would've pushed more toward my side and we would've never made it to where well, we honestly, were trying to you go.
1: you risk really just kind of ruining the relationship. Yeah, yeah. When you're trying to make something happen that's not supposed to happen right now.
0: Right, right. And so you just have to be mature enough to know that it's not goodbye, it's just goodbye for now. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm we, hey, we don't have to disenfranchise each other. We still cool. If you want to call me and kick it, we can kick it. But it, it, right now it's grind hour, and mm-hmm. in grind hour, I'm grinding, you grinding, we moving, right? But we can't sit and chill and grind because mm-hmm. we ain't doing the same thing. Yeah, I like that man. That's kind of cool. That question? No, that answer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and the final one,
1: which I also think is a good question.
0: All right, so answer it. Oh. Is it really okay to be selfish and look out for yourself when people around you aren't doing the
1: best? I think that is a great question. Great question. I think that is a great question. Let me hear a great answer. Yes. Okay. It's and okay no. to be selfish and no. Okay. All right. And so I think the word is selfish. That's mm-hmm. a big thing. Um, But selfish was in air quotes. So in air quotes, selfish, yes. In regular selfish, no. I feel like we should always be... um. Checking out for people and looking out for people and having compassion and seeing how we can help others um but then when there gets to that reason like sometimes you have to look out for yourself don't get drugged down right exactly um I'm trying to think of a good metaphor for I this. got
0: one for you you got one Go I ahead. got one so so um i, I when I was younger I, I took lifeguard lessons mm-hmm. and so um one of the things that at the time I thought i was it was cold as I don't know what what is what they teach you in lifeguard. At least that's what they taught you back when I was young. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go out to save somebody, if they fight you, push them, and you retreat. Mm-hmm. If they fight you, you push them, and you retreat. Right. Because if they're fighting you, both of you all will drown. Okay. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so that 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 was a good metaphor for me for Perfect life. Metaphor. Yeah. yeah. So because the thing is. At the end of the day, we all want to be successful. We all want to be content. We all want to grow. We all want to move. At least that's what we hope, at right. least for those people around us. And so the one thing that this question did say at the end was, it says for around people who aren't doing the best. Right. And so the thing is, if you're spending time around people and they aren't doing the best and they refuse to do better, right? I'll
1: say that. If they refuse to do better, push them and you, you move away. That's what I was going to say because you cannot be doing the best because you're a v- victim of circumstance and then you cannot be doing the best because you're a victim of yourself mm-hmm. and your tendencies and your actions. And I feel like you can only help someone who's a victim of their actions but so much. Right, right. Before, yeah, like, you can only help them so much because at the end of the day, it takes something within you to help yourself. That's right. And you can be aided by someone else, but really you have to help yourself to a certain extent by having the right mindset, by doing the right things. And so if you're constantly giving, trying to, oh, I'm giving myself, I don't want to be selfish, um for a person that isn't going to be taking that same initiative, like as much as you're giving, they're not gonna be giving that. Like if I give if you give fifty, they're gonna give fifty. If you give seventy, they're gonna give thirty. Yeah. That's yeah. not the type of person you gonna help. And that's no longer being selfless. That's um aiding someone else to be selfish. That's right. That's right.
0: that's right, that's right, that's right. And so, and that's the thing, and I know like for me, I'm real bad with that, because I used the term a couple of weeks ago, maybe last week, willing vessel, right. right? You gotta be a willing vessel. I'm not finna fight you to do better for yourself. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I don't have that kind of time or energy. I'll, I'm i here, like I'll be the first person to run to your aid. When I realize that you just want me to run to your aid, I'm not running to your aid anymore, right? You gonna are have to get up and walk. And when mm-hmm. you get up and walk, I'll walk alongside you th- until we trot. We'll trot together, then we'll run. But if it's time to trot and you walking, you can walk by yourself. Because here's the thing. I understand everybody needs somebody. I understand that. But more than that, we need ourselves. And we right. need ourselves to hold ourselves accountable for what we're up for. So,
1: Yeah. I think that's that. All right, that's that. So we made it through our list. Yes, we did. That was that was pretty good. That's pretty like deep. That. We'll probably idea. do another one of these at some point.
0: Yeah, so if y'all got any questions, make sure y'all send them our way. Mm-hmm. But for now bum podcast yeah bum podcast
1: between you and me between you and me Allah. holla